Morning, everybody. What's up? We appreciate y'all coming back for another episode of Sabbath Sneakers. I am Patience, along with my co-host, Mike. Mike, say what up to the people. Yo, yo. What's up, everybody, man? Thanks for still rocking with us, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today, we got another special guest for y'all. He is a father. He is a author. He is a husband. He is your business manager's business manager. He is, you know, he is your life coach's life coach. He's that guy. I'm here with my homeboy, Fred Bussy. Fred, say what up to the people. Yo, what's good, everybody? Glad to be here. (laughs) Absolutely, man. So, Fred, we're going to jump right into this, man. You know, I've been knowing you for a while, man. But, you know, we want to introduce you to our listeners, man, and let the people uh, get to know a little bit more about you, man. So check this out, man. First question, mm-hmm. where did you grow up and what kind of sneakers were you rocking as a kid, man? What was the sneaker situation? <laughs> so I grew up um, in Mississippi and Alabama, a um, mm-hmm. little bit of time in Tennessee. Um, so the whole sneaker culture situation was a little bit different. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, certainly we knew about Jordans and things of that nature. We, we didn't sure. have Jordan money. <laughs> no doubt, <laughs> no, doubt. <laughs> no doubt man bro i i definitely feel that man and nowadays you know uh it's a thing where you know people will will come up they'll they'll find a way to get jordan money, oh yeah right? i know what it's like man mm-hmm. i know what it's like when you don't got well, yeah you know, what's crazy is i was the kind of kid who um you know my parents were like, you know, we don't have money for that. But I was the kind of kid that would go out and hustle for it. I, I cut grass, you know, yeah. I would cut rake leaves yeah. and things of that nature. But I wasn't I wasn't super into like the Jordans and stuff. Now I was always mm-hmm. like counter I was counterculture in a lot of ways. I just liked what I liked. So I remember mm-hmm. I remember um nice. I used to ride my bike around town and um I'd go to different shoe stores and I saw these shoes I really, really liked. And they mm-hmm. were, um, they were Avias. Ah, yeah. okay, yeah. I remember. Yeah, those. so I used to hit, you know, hit them with the Avias, and I would rock those. And people were like, what, what are those? You know, <laughs> I mean, they were, they were no off brand, but it was like, you know, and at the time, you know, like I came along when um, it was all about Diodoras, Delatos, mm-hmm. British Knights. Mm-hmm. British Knights, yeah. oh man, that takes me yeah, back. British right Knights, it was heavy. British Knights, especially with the the hip hop culture. Yo, and yeah. then Jordans came along and like started really superseding everything and taking over. And you know that was mm-hmm. that was good. That was a good time. But I wasn't like so heavy into Jordans at at that time. My favorite Nikes, mm-hmm. the ones I really really wanted, were the uh, Air Revolutions. Mm. Like, you know, those okay. joints were like next level. Had the bubble on the side. They had the big tongue because you know yeah. back in the eighties, late eighties, you had to have the big tongue. The big tongue, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, man. That's a, that's a listen. You just gave <laughs> some of our younger audience a sneaker history lesson, man. Y'all gotta right. go look up. Right. Go look up these. Go look up these classic joints, man. Go look up these classic joints. 
And also, Mike, I told you, man, I was gonna start having people from the south on. Then I, I know you, that, you snuck it. You snuck one in. I see it. I knew it. I knew it. As soon as I knew that he was coming up, I say, yeah. He it was too many New Yorkers. He had to get a southern too. too so I can dig it. I got it. Right? No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man. We in the building. We in the building, man. So that's what's up, man. So yeah, I appreciate that. So. So, Mike, man, did, did you guys, did you guys, I know, I, was that just a South thing, man? Did, did you guys have a VS, the Deodores, British Knights, all of that when you was in Harlem? A VS? What is that? That A-V-I-S, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we had them, but nobody yeah. wore them. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> nobody wore those. Like, nope. But the British Knights, definitely, that's a little bit before my era, but I knew okay. about them. Like, I, about I had them. heard okay. of them. So I knew about them a little bit. Deodora, same thing. All of those is like right before my era. I think um, I think it was no. I was I was confusing because I know uh, Dipset they had a, a a brand out, but it was Procades. So they Pro it wasn't yeah, Deodora, yeah. but it was kind of like uh, yeah, it was, was kind of like that little, yeah. So it's kind it's something like that in a sense. And I know some yeah. people like wore Deodoras. There were times where I would just like look for random things. Cause yeah. Fred, and I'm kind of like you in that way where I just and it, all of our listeners they know I kind of just like mm-hmm, what I yeah. like. Like yeah. I, I'm like I'm people have already seen I'm like anti a lot of different things that most people like. Mm-hmm. So, no, but some so some we got the same similar style when it comes to that. But Avis yeah. wasn't really too big. But you know yeah. when I was growing up that wasn't anything yeah. anybody wearing but you know how that regional thing you know we talk about it all the time mm-hmm. yeah we about, do you know regionally yeah. it's different things so it's different things man yeah absolutely. but the air revolutions those re those re-released maybe i want to say like four or five years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. and maybe longer than that they had some mm-hmm. clean colors they had like this uh spurs color it was like black gray and it had like pink uh, uh, speckles because Nike at one point they was putting little speckles on every single mm-hmm. shoe they Everything. had. Like yeah, they, they put little speckles <laughs> on everything. <laughs> so, they, so they came back out with the Air Revolutions and they had yeah. a black and gray pair and then they had a red, white, and blue yeah. pair. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so those are like those are classics. Yeah, those are definitely classics, man. I remember those, man. Those escaped me, man. I never, I never got a chance to own Bruh. a pair. So I'm going to have to go back and check them out, man. Those escape me. <laughs> Matter of fact, Absolutely. The, the Air Revolutions, Um, now that I'm thinking about it, Don D.C., the dude, mm-hmm. the designer from Chicago, he did a he, he did the mashup, the Air Revolutions mm. and the Jordan 1. Mm-hmm. And the Jordan 1. Oh. And he did his little mashup of those. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did like his little mashup when he because yeah. remember he was he was famous for he was doing the the twos, you know, the, the ugliest Jordan exactly. ever. Like I know, but the ugliest but Jordan I would, ever. Like, but I would rock his though. I would definitely no, his were fire, though. especially his those red ones. Fire. His yeah, were his fire. Was but fire. in general, fire. we know the twos are the yeah. most hideous sneaker yeah. ever <laughs> created on in life. But um <laughs> but he did the mashup with the um with the Air Revolutions, and they weren't as popular. And and as uh, far as I know, I don't know if he's doing that many collabs anymore with Jordan, but, you know, he, yeah, he's I don't based know. in Chicago and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's yeah. Just, it popped into my mind when I'm thinking about the Air Revolution. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. So I'm definitely going to go and going to see if I can cop a pair for the low low to add to the collection, man. So so let's, let's shift gears for a minute, man. Yeah, so Fred... 
you recently wrote a book mm -hmm. and you're an entrepreneur again check fred out on his on his facebook i've watched some of the interviews a little bit the segments you have they're really good but you recently came out with a mm -hmm. book called breaking orbit yeah. now what made you want to write the book now and give our listeners just a, just like a brief overview about the book so uh, the story goes like this i was um I was a uh, a partner in a PR firm and I ended up leaving that mm -hmm. firm and going off to, to do my own thing because there was kind of, you know, some conflict. Sometimes there can be personality conflicts in business. And so I, mm -hmm. I, I had some ideas about things I wanted to do, but when I left the company, I kind of didn't, I realized that the things that I wanted to do were stuff that was inside the business. So mm -hmm. I, I left and I was just kind of struggling to get my footing in terms of what I want to do with my business, getting clients and things of that nature. I was, I was doing a little business, but I wasn't doing anywhere near what I, what I felt like I could have been doing. And I just felt like really unfulfilled. I, I had this feeling like I was just walking around mm -hmm. this cloud in my head. You know, I was a stay at home dad. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not that, you know, that I was ashamed to be at home working from home, but it just, I just felt like mm -hmm. I was, I could be doing more, you know, I went from mm -hmm. having, uh, an office building downtown, you know, you know, we had, we were on the 14th floor, this downtown facility, we had our own studio and everything that was going on in there. It was really cool, really decked out a lot of opportunities and potential. Then now I'm back at the crib, you know, and I'm not clear at all about mm -hmm. what I want to do. And, um, mm -hmm. there was just, it just got really, it was just, it was difficult, you know, for me personally as a man. Mm -hmm. So I, mm -hmm. I just kind of, was struggling mm -hmm. to figure out what was going on. So I, I hired a coach, um, a business coach, uh, a sales coach for, for my company and kind of trying to figure out how I could get more business. And um, his name was Brian Ryder. And he's a great guy, friend of mine now. And he had me do this exercise where he took, he said, you know, you need to figure out what the solution is for your clients. What's the solution that you offer, right? And I'm begging around for about a week on this whole thing. And I was like, I can't figure out what I, what my solution is. I just don't know. Right. Mm, mm -hmm. So I sent him a message and said, you know, I, I, I don't think I have a solution. And he said something to me mm. that just shook everything to the core. He said, God doesn't make people without solutions. Mm. Mm. And so that shook wow. me, man. That just like, Ooh. that's like a bomb went off in my head. Right. And so I was, wow. um, I started just going down this rabbit hole, like thinking, well, God isn't making people without solutions, which means I had a solution in me from the time I was born. But how come nobody ever told me what that solution was? Mm. And we used to mm -hmm. use this language like, you know, you got to use your gift. And so that, mm -hmm. was the, that was the path, the journey that took me along to discovering what my gift is and how you can use your gift to break orbit. Like we had this concept that to get, Successful in life means that you get high, you're, you're riding high, right? So it means that if you mm -hmm. want to use the analogy mm -hmm. of a plane, you know, those who fly high are the ones that are most successful. But the mm -hmm. problem is that we get into ruts, right? And we're stuck in this rut um, because we're just orbiting the earth. We're just going in orbit, mm -hmm. around and around in circles. Came to realize is that our gift is that is, is that we're not planes, we're actually rockets. Mm. And we're designed for so much more, but we never tap into that potential. And the wow. key to understanding your potential is to understand how you were designed, what you were created for. 
you know. Mm-hmm. And so the book basically helps people to unlock the whole mystery behind what a what a gift actually is, you know, um, how we can we misperceive what it means to um, have a talent and a skill and a gift, how we um, overlap and, and, and confuse what it means to have a mission and a purpose and a calling, right? And what that all mm-hmm. comes from. And everything is, is mm-hmm. tied to your gift. Your gift is your identity. Your gift is your purpose. Your gift is why you're here. So um, that's, that's what the book is about. It's called Breaking Orbit, Rip Out of the Regular by Unearthing the Power Within. So, Wow, wow. man. Brother, wow. That, is, that is powerful, man. <laughs> Powerful, man. Powerful, powerful. Man, just the description alone, everybody. And so if y'all listening, (laughs) you got to get this, especially Mm -hmm. given now. And it's so so important what you're saying, Fred, because even because now so more than ever, it seems people are really, really searching to find that way to break the orbit. Mm -hmm. They're they're trying to find ways to get to this part. I know, you know, speaking as a pastor, that's part of what I believe the, the, our mission is is helping people understand, and and of course from a spiritual perspective, but nevertheless, same concept of helping you understand. I love that piece you said about knowing what you were created for, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. actual purpose, and once you start to understand who you are, then you can reach that level where you, where you walk into your per- man. It's, that's phenomenal. So, yeah, man, phenomenal, man. And it's it's so interesting what you said, man, because you know, wow, it, it really hit it really hits home because when you think about, you know, God did not create people without solutions. That mm-hmm. means each one of us have a solution to someone's yeah. issue. You see what yeah. I'm saying, or somebody's problem. Every each and every one of us. And to me, that that adds a whole new focus and a whole new purpose, you know, just just speaking personally for my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? And and it also talks about your intrinsic value, because if you have a solution for some that that means what you are and who you are, you have value. You know that you have value. You have intrinsic value given to you by the creator, man. So that's. That's powerful, brother. That is powerful. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, man. So listen, just a follow-up question, man. So if you, if you, if you, I know, I know the book is like your baby, <laughs> man. So, you know, I'm not going to make you, well, I should say the different chapters in the book are like your children. So I'm not, you know, I don't want you to want to make you pick <laughs> between <laughs> which, which mm-hmm. one, which one is uh, your favorite, but just, so just speak personally when you finished the book and you went back over it, which chapter kind of hit deep for you? Man. Um, yeah. You asked me to pick. <laughs> I said, I you wasn't going to do it. Did I you did you? ask him to pick. You did. You did. You thought you did it. I ain't going to ask you to pick, but he got to pick. So, but yeah, I ain't going to ask you to pick, but can you pick which chapter? <laughs> you know what? You know what my favorite one is? It's um breaking it's chapter eight, breaking creativity. Since okay. you make it since you making me. Okay. Pick. Since I'm making you, since I'm twisting your arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, All right. And the reason why it's my uh, I would pick that chapter is because um it it really unlocks a whole uh misconception that we have about what creativity is and understanding mm-hmm. our entire identity in terms of reflecting the creator, right? Um, mm. We are told, mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah, we're created in God's image, but we act as if like we are some sort of cardboard cutout of mm. God. But he calls mm-hmm. us his children. Mm. And he wouldn't have died for a cardboard cutout version of himself. Mm. We are the we are wow. the only thing in the universe that can reproduce at an infinite rate, right? There is no limit to what mm. we can create. Mm. Wow. There is no there is no cap wow. on our potential, <laughs> right? In fact, yeah, we are so limitless yeah. that God had to cap our potential to keep us from destroying ourselves. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have come to believe that those limits are our identity, and it's not. It's those limits are actually safeguards mm-hmm. there for our own good as 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 a as a species. But I love the mm-hmm. I love the chapter about creativity because what it does is it unveils an idea comes from the word that means from the mind of God, right? Mm. Which means that literally Mm -hmm. when we create something, it is as if we are creating it from the mind of God. And so we are able to, we can literally take something from an idea which is only in our heads and turn it into an actual thing. So a building. Mm -hmm. And give birth to it, right? Right, Exactly. And there's, there's no limit to what it can be. You know, um, it's really up to us. And we can make that thing happen because by, mm-hmm. by well, I'll take you, Patience, right? You know, we've both been in the music mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. A song, mm-hmm. when we when we create that thing, we hear the words, we hear the music, we hear the beat, mm-hmm. you hear how everything should go, you hear the mix, mm-hmm. where things are bouncing around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's all in mm-hmm. your head. And then you mm-hmm. bring that thing to life. Absolutely. And that thing can give birth to a career, to relationships, Absolutely. Wow. to money, to a lifestyle, yeah. everything. Wow. And it all starts wow, from an idea. Mm. And so wow. Wow. we, we, we kind of lose sight of the fact that the dreams that we have, you know, we forget that God not only placed those dreams inside of us, but he placed the ability to create those dreams and make them into wow. reality. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that chapter because it, it just kind of breaks that down. The whole idea that some people are creative and others are not, you know, like real quick, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll tell like in the in story I tell about how um, there's a scientist named George Land who um, he did mm-hmm. a study um, where he studied children and creativity in children. And NASA actually hired him to uh, to select the scientists that would build the space program because they needed mm. people that could think outside the box. You need scientists who can think mm-hmm. scientifically, but also think creatively, right? And so what mm-hmm. he did was he studied children from the time they were um, a few months old, maybe around 18, almost two years old, to the time they were young adults. And what he discovered when, mm-hmm. he, um, when, he, stu- when he studied them was that they all tested out at around 98% genius level creativity. Wow. And so what he would do is he would test them every wow. few years and every year they would decrease until the time when they were young adults, mm. they were testing out at around wow. 2% genius level creativity. Oh my god! So what gosh. it shows is that so we stifle. In, in essence, yes, we beat it out of them and we, we, we stifle it. And we... Yeah, man. And it, I think it goes back to what you were saying about the cardboard right. cutout, you know, because what it does is, <clears throat> and I'm recognizing it more and more as I get older, 
a large portion of our society was created to make people into mm-hmm. employees to sure. fashion yeah. their minds so that they can work in a cubicle or under someone where where they have to be basically told what yeah. to do every day. Yeah. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and they become yeah. content with that. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it teaches them to become yeah. content with that. You know, and, instead of and and it even puts a spin on it when you have to really labor and and work to bring your dream or whatever it forth. You know, people kind of mm-hmm. frown on that and say, oh, man, what you doing all of that for? And, you know, I don't want to do all of that. I just want to chill. Yeah. I just want to, you know what I mean? So it, it, instead of looking at it like, no, this is something that I love. This is something that I know I'm bringing forth into the earth that mm-hmm. no one else can do. This is worth my right. time and my effort. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's not so much about the money, but just saying, I want to bring forth, this is a part of my purpose and why I'm here. So mm-hmm. I want to bring this forth. And so the people, the people who, who do that, a lot of times uh, we look at them as, oh man, those are genius. They're kind of counterculture or they're just way out there. You know what I mean? When actually it's like you were saying, we were born and for mo- for, a, for a portion of our lives, each one of us, we're operating in that yeah. space. So, to wow. operate in your gift is to be divine. It's, it's the truest sense of being a reflection of God. And, and, and I, like I was saying earlier, um, uh, we, we confuse the fact, we, we think that certain people are created as creatives, right? So we think of people as being mm-hmm. a, a musician or an artist, a painter, for instance. Mm-hmm. Those people are creatives. And people say, well, I'm not really creative. In reality, we're all born and built to be creative, right? That's the truest essence yeah. of our identity. That's what separates us from the animals, right? Mm, you know, absolutely. Dogs can absolutely. dream, but they can't create out of their dreams, right? Nope. But we, right. we, we have the ability to infinitely create a world. And if we can imagine something different or better, then we can change ourselves through our thinking to be able to create something that doesn't exist, an entire world that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just this whole, the whole concept wow, wow. to me, when I, when, when, as I was writing the book, right, it was just, um, it was mind blowing. It was, it was really mind blowing because it, it seems so simple because a lot of mm-hmm. people say, you know, you got to use your gifts and you got to walk in. But I'm telling you, when you start to really break down the language and understand the differences, the difference between a talent and a gift and a skill, when you start understanding the mindset around it while we have it. And, um, and then lastly, mm-hmm. to your point, um, wow. patience about the fact that, you know, how school systems are, right? There's a whole chapter in the book called Breaking Education, which talks about how mm-hmm. our our culture was, you know, the industrial revolution and, and the real reason why education was the way mm-hmm. it was. It was never meant to educate us. Mm-hmm. It was meant to indoctrinate us right. into a common American mm-hmm. culture. Be on a conveyor mm-hmm. belt. Yeah. Working on a conveyor belt. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Working on a conveyor Wow. Man. Wow, Ooh, man. I have one more question just on this on this same topic. Yeah. Um, I had mm-hmm. a question for you, Fred. Um, so... See, I have so the context for the question is I have in the past couple of months uh, started to uh, kind of speak to 
people walking in their purpose, but from a different perspective mm-hmm. of, and, and this may seem contrary to what, what, what you have already presented in, in your book about understanding the limits you have. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, is it possible that we may be seeing, because, you know, in, in one ger- generation, everybody, like you said, based on that study, people are s- being stifled with their creativity. Mm-hmm. Is there, is, I, what I'm seeing, and, and I, I want to know your thoughts on it, is it possible that the pendulum is swinging in the opposite direction where people are overstating their creativity and going beyond what they're actually capable of? Like, for mm-hmm. example... If, if you could assume a basketball player is a creative, and I would say for the purpose of what, what you just stated, yes, that's a creative ability. So the creative ability LeBron James has, mm-hmm. that he was gifted by God, mm-hmm. most people, and I would argue, all, there's only one LeBron mm-hmm. James. So you won't have that mm-hmm. creative ability, no matter how hard you work at being a basketball player, you would you would never Stephen Curry made five thousand three pointers or something like that in a mm-hmm. row. You could work as hard as you want to shoot jump shots. That may not be your creative gift, yet most people will still pursue it because the culture has, to me, it's just my opinion. The culture to me has swung in the opposite direction where everybody just do everything <laughs> and do it to the best of your ability, and you can do everything, even though the reality may be that there are limits mm-hmm. to what you actually can do. So I just wanted your thoughts about that on. Is there, is it swinging to where people, is it possible people are going beyond or, or not even recognize that there's limits and basically operating in the wrong lane? So I'm really mm-hmm. glad you asked this question because um, I go into that in the book. And, and one, of the, one of the reasons why that shift that you're happening or that trend that you, that you have is happening, it's actually always been there. Um, people have always been running okay. in the wrong lane. But the reason why is because we confuse a gift as as what we do. Your mm. gift is mm. not what you do. Your there gift you is the impact, your capacity to create a certain impact in the world. So mm. we confuse our gift, um, our, our, our occupation with our identity, right? LeBron James' mm-hmm. gift is not playing mm-hmm. basketball. LeBron, okay. LeBron James mm-hmm. had a gift when he was born, but had basketball never been admitted, he would still have had his gift. Uh, when he retires, mm, his wow. gift... So it's just our mind. Yeah, okay. when he, when he wow. retires, his mm-hmm. gift will still be in him, right? Wow. So I, I talk about there are three categories of gifts in the book. Um, there are transformers, transistors, and translators, right? And so... The category, I won't go into what each of them is, but your, your your category. Yeah, I'm about to say, don't go into that, man. Don't give them all the, all this jewelry is free. No, the rest of that jewelry, y'all got to pay for it. Get the book. Like, get the y'all got uh, to buy this book. Ah, oh, man. He's just giving you some of the jewels. But go ahead, brother. Yeah, so, right. So just, just to break, just to say that, that there are categories of your gift, but the, the categories describe the impact, right? It doesn't describe mm-hmm. the, the job, right? Because mm-hmm. you can, for instance, you can be a singer, right? But singing is not your gift. It is mm-hmm. just the way that your gift is, um, is conveyed, right? It is, it is the way that it is expressed. And so, and there are different ways that your gift can show up. Just so, 
Mm. I, I can't. It, we don't have enough time to get into all of it, but I want to. I need to make that distinction because a lot of people are. They believe that their occupation is their purpose. They believe that their wow. gift is their purpose, mm-hmm. and that is not the case. You know, mm-hmm. my wife and I used to have these mm-hmm. conversations. And it's like, I came to the realization: like God is less concerned with what you do than how you are using your gift to uh, what what you're doing to use your to express your gift. Right, so your gift is is, mm. is just the is the vessel, is the vehicle, and then the job that you do, or the or the the mission that you undertake. Like I believe God does take a, call us to certain missions from time to time, like a specific mission. But if he if he if mm-hmm. he gifted us with the the power of creativity, it would be counter to who he is to enforce how that creativity should be used. That's the antithesis mm. of creativity. Mm. <laughs> exactly. That's why That's he true. gave us the power Man. of choice. That's true. Wow. I think that God delights in being mm-hmm. surprised by us, you know, just as much as we do. So. Wow. Mm. Me too. Man, this, listen. I'm going to tear up a bunch of, he just y'all. made me tear up a bunch of service patients. I just tear them up, show them out, do it over. You got to do it all over now. Thanks a lot, Fred, but thank you, but no thanks. Like, listen, you just made me tear it up. Like, listen, wow, listen, man. listen, that, this is, this is, this is what that breaking or, orbit is. Y'all better get this, this book. This is right Y'all here. better get this book. Man. This is what it is because I can already see that this book is going to challenge a lot of our conventional wisdom. And we need that. You see what I'm saying? We need that. It's going to challenge your conventional wisdom in the way we were traditionally taught to think about Mm -hmm. creativity. And and when, when Mike was talking and when Fred was talking, it just came to me. A lot of times people are chasing not only another man's occupation, but what they think is success Mm -hmm. because they think, because he's operating yeah. this certain gift, he's right. having success, right? right? So let me do that, and I too yeah. will have success. But what happens is you could you could go over there and do that, but you could be supremely frustrated because you're trying to operate in the way his gift is being manifested mm-hmm. instead of trying to find out the way your gift should be brought forth. One hundred percent. You see what I'm saying? And it ends up, it ends up, it ends up creating this whole ball of frustration. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, yeah. And you wonder how, like, for instance, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this really quick, and and then uh, I'll let Fred jump back in. I forget the guy's name, but uh, he was talking about. I read, I saw his story. He was talking about how his father wanted him mm-hmm. to play football. Right? His his dad was a, a high school football player. Never made it further than high school. But he wanted, he really was on his son to play football. And so he got all the way to the NFL, you know, playing football. But that was never his dream or he felt like where his gifting was. He knew from the time he was a child, Mm. he wanted to be a doctor. Mm. Not only a doctor, he wanted Mm. to be a neurosurgeon. So after being in the NFL for like five Mm -hmm. years, he quit. He quit, Left, left that money and all of that behind. To go start from the bottom, go to go back. You know, he said he had to go back, do some bachelor courses, then go to med school, and then go to surgeon school to do all of that. But 
he felt like he said, but the NFL was a miserable place for him because he felt like he was not doing what he felt right. like he was called right. to do. Mm. Yeah. And so, and you can, you can really feel this, this particular calling on your life to be a particular occupation. But I think that that calling can be so strong because your, um, because your gift is, is best expressed in a certain way. Right. Um, he could have felt the same calling to be a investment banker or a, 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 a marine uh-huh. biologist. Right. Um, but the occupation, uh-huh. I mean, the occupation is just a, a vehicle for the gift to be expressed through. Um, and, and, and sometimes uh-huh. you have certain people that just invent an entirely new occupation so that they can express that, right? There you right. go. Wow. Um, wow. Which is, so, <laughs> That's amazing. And I actually, well, to a degree, there's a story about that in the book as well, um, about Van Gogh. Sure. You have to read it to find out. But basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. No, nah, don't give it to them. <laughs> nah, they, can't get it. they got way too much jewelry just now. Uh-uh. It's, it's too free. But I, they got to pay for some of this. Man. Don't give it away. But I, I do, I do want to say that exactly. um, there's actually a conversation. I referenced a conversation that Patience and I had um, some years ago in the book. And mm-hmm. because I got because I'm on the podcast with you, I just kind of wanted to mention that. Um, and I don't know if you remember this conversation, mm-hmm. but we went out to lunch one day. And we were, and it was something okay. that you said that really stuck in my mind. And when I was writing the book, it just kind of, um, it really started unfolding for me. And you were talking about how we have this perception mm. that God stopped creating when creation was over, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I, I started this. thinking yeah. about it, what it means yeah. to be an infinite creator, right? And scientists tell us the universe is ever expanding. Mm-hmm. They're always discovering new galaxies and, and stars and, and, mm-hmm. and planets, right? Mm-hmm. So what that means is that God, mm-hmm. as a creator, that is his identity, right? So he's never mm-hmm. going to stop creating. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the fact that we talk about we're going to go to heaven and we're going to explore the galaxies, if we're going to live forever, he's going to keep creating forever and we're always going to have new things to explore. There you go. And that's mind-blowing. Always. Right, because we we all Always. we have a cap on everything, but there's no cap in our creativity either. Exactly. Wow. So from the day you were born, wow. you are wow. always to be in creation, because that is the truest reflection of who mm. God is. So I just I just want to bring that up because, you know, mm-hmm. you contributed. Yeah. Powerful man. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I'm waiting. Yeah, I knew he was gonna say that. I knew you was gonna say that. I knew it. I knew it. I knew he was gonna say that. I knew it. He went first percentage, one percent, two percent. He went. I knew it. You know, you know. But no, man. Listen, I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful that you know something that. You know, because I believe when we sat together, mm. man, the Holy Spirit was there. I'm just thankful that, you know, something from that conversation, you know, unlocked something that you was able to uh, further explore and then put in your book to bless other people. So that's what's up, man. So listen, we're going to take a quick break, man. This is Sabbath Sneaker Podcast. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is a Sabbath Sneaker Podcast, man. And uh, we appreciate y'all for 
rocking with us so far, man. The conversation has been elite level, okay. man. This is why I said in the beginning, he is your life coach's life coach. He is your business manager's business mm-hmm. manager. This man, listen, uh, people pay uh, premiums to sit down with Fred and he gives them more than their money's worth, man. So uh, that actually leads us to our next question, man. So, Fred, listen, tell us about the seven-figure circle, man. Who can join uh, yeah. and so, how can they join? Uh, seven-figure circle is my uh, million-dollar mastermind. It's for entrepreneurs who want to build six-figure plus, uh, seven-figure-plus businesses. Um, and they're committed to making that journey. I have a Facebook group, which is a free Facebook group, uh, which I committed to making Mm. the best free resource there is out there um, in terms of content, trainings, masterclasses. We've got some of everything on there to help people be able to build their business. They could take the stuff that's in there for free and be able to build a million dollar business. No lie. Yeah. Um, So I I, I wanted Mm, to give people access to that, but it's, it's a, we keep the circle um, exclusive to those who are committed, you know, so not everybody gets in. But mm-hmm. uh, if they're committed to that, they can simply go to my page or look up Seven Figure Circle, Million Dollar Mastermind, uh, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Seven Figure Circle. And um, it's, it's uh, just designed to help people support them on this journey, man. Uh, you know, that's just one of the things that, that I'm really, really passionate about, just helping people to realize what's possible, you know. Absolutely, man. That's what's up, brother. Listen, man, we, we appreciate you, man, for, for taking a moment, you know, to, to join us on the Sabbath Sneaker Podcast, man. And we definitely going to have you back, man, because I know uh, that uh, there's going to be so many more questions that uh, Mike and I want to ask you, man. We, we're just regarding to the Breaking Orban book. But we're we're not gonna do we're not gonna talk too much about that because we want our listeners right. to go and support. You know, we want to make sure that they pick up the book, and uh, we're gonna get into that in a minute. But we do have another question for you, man. That uh, yes, sir. Mike is gonna close his eyes. Yeah. So, uh, Fred, this is the heavy hitter. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna pretend like this is the easy one. This is the one that this is the culmination of Sabbath sneakers. And when we talk to you, <laughs> so what are your Sabbath sneakers. Now, let me give you the context. Yeah. The context is, let's say your wife is saying, baby, I need, I need onions. We don't have onions. I'm cooking right now. She says, you got to go to the store for me. Yeah. What are the sneakers that you're putting on? What, are, what is on your feet when you head out? What are your Sabbath sneakers? Oh, man. That's a good question. Um, I'm prefer... I am... I'm, I'm preferential to the Jordan threes, so some retro threes. Okay, which one? Oh. Which one? Cements. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cement. Yeah, I love the cements. We knew it. May, but I, I, I do love the off whites though. Those, those, those collabos. Yeah. Oh. 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 Okay. Hold on. Patience. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That man. That man tried to sneak that in there like it was just like, I am kind of partial to the off my Yo, 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 yo. Did you see the way he's he just started? Yo, he just you took it. Yo, started? this whole interview went to another level, yo. We just, we <laughs> think this went to another level. We did, yo, we broke orbit just now. We did. 
We broke orbit just now. We out here. We out here. Yo. We out here for real. Yo, he was like, he was like, Yo, Mike, he was like, yeah, that was, that was cool. But, right. I wore partial to right, the off-whites. Right, right. <laughs> hit him in the head. He just, he, the, the cement threes was just a jab. He had a knockout punch ready. Like, <laughs> but go ahead. So, so cement threes, those, yeah, those are your main ahead. ones. Those are your Sabbath Yeah, yeah, man. Those are just out. classic. They go with everything. Every, every shade of jeans, you know. Because sometimes you get it right. Yeah, sometimes you just get sure. it right the first time. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you Cause go. Because that's the key. With go, Sabbath brother. sneakers, the key. Remember, the Sabbath is a day of rest. Mm. It's a day to be comfortable. And so these are your most comfortable sneakers. And again, I have to admit to my Sabbath sneaker family, <laughs> I have never had the cement threes. And I will never get the cement what? threes. I don't know what it is. I'm not a fan. What? I can't. What? Uh, friend, just hit me out, Mike. man. Is this, is this, you got to hit this, a. You, if, if you Mike. haven't checked out Mike, I know, I know, I know. If you haven't checked out the Mike versus Jordan, you'll kind of get a point. Yes. But patience, I'm telling the truth. See, y'all, my brothers, man, I'm going to just be honest. I just, I've never been a fan. Like, I've just never been a fan. I don't know what it is, man. I know it's blasphemy as a sneakerhead that I am. It is blasphemy. Mike. But I'm not surprised. It really is. New York guys, man, your, your hatred for Mike goes deep. You need to learn to let it go. It does. It does. Oh, you got to you gotta let it go. John Starks has no sneakers. All right. <laughs> oh, listen. Oh, you ain't. Oh, listen. You ain't saying that to me. I hate the Knicks. I hate the Knicks. Okay. okay. So I'm a Pacer fan. So by way of my Pacers, that's why I hate okay. Michael Jordan. So. But I don't, but, but it's a love hate, Fred. It's a love hate. So I do own Jordan. It's just a cement three. I don't know what it really? is. It's weird. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. The next thing, the next thing you gonna tell me you don't like the. Fours I have a either. pair of fours. You know that. I told you. I was very. Okay. I was very I was excited about, about my pair of fours. I, I was excited about it. I know. Cause I was, I don't know what I it was is. about to call you out. Like I got a picture. I got a picture. Yeah, right, right. Imagine if I alive, right? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that. But see, so now, patient. Let's let's get it on record again because see, this yeah. is probably the second or third time that somebody said what their Sabbath sneaker was, and they flexed on us crazy. Fred, Fred just flexed on us. So you yeah. know, this means I am not walking crazy. out. So I really have to switch it up. I'm not going outside with regular stuff anymore. Like, this is getting ridiculous. Fred's putting everybody, wherever Fred is at, everybody is in shame when they go to the Walmart. They go in there with their little slides on, they skippy. He's I showing know. up in the threes. Oh, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know. I know. I know. Oh, man. That's, that's crazy, dude. Oh my God, that was good, man. But listen, Fred, we Word, appreciate you rocking Yo, with man. us, man, on the Sabbath Sneaker <laughs> Podcast, bro. Now, listen, tell everybody where they can get the book, Breaking Orbit, where they can get the book, and how they can. Oh get yeah, in man, contact it's, it's simple. Uh, the directly. book is on Amazon.com. Breaking Orbit: Rip Out of the Regular by Unearthing the Power Within. Um, just search that. It's it's there. Um, during doing pretty well man uh, getting a lot of great reviews people tell me all the time you know it's life changing and awesome. um Good. if they want to get in contact with me you can you know hit me on facebook instagram 
Facebook, Frederick Bussey, Instagram, Frederick.Bussey, Twitter, Frederick Bussey. Uh, shoot me an email, um, info at FrederickBussey.com. My website's FrederickBussey.com. So it's all the same, social media. Um, I'm on Clubhouse, too, at Frederick Bussey, you know. Um, we're getting kind of heavy okay. over there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's what's up. And and I did have a follow-up question, man, because, you know, sometimes, you know, for, for us uh, artists, man, and, you know, independent people, when we put it out, is there, is, is there a benefit? Like, if somebody, what would benefit you more? People buying the book on Amazon or if they bought it from you directly? <laughs> I want to make sure you, Buy, get, you get your coin. That's up. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> So would would so let our let our audience know is it is it okay if they get it from Amazon? Are you being treated fairly over there, or would it be better if they just got so it directly? From I don't you, mind from your website. get it from Amazon. I make more I make more if they get it directly from me, and so I incentivize okay. them if they want to get a signed copy. Shoot me a message. You can hit me on Facebook or Instagram. And I'll, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay, y'all heard All that, right. people. Yeah. 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 So there, there, you there you go, people. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. We want to make sure, especially during Black History Month, we want to make sure we support Absolutely. our Black business owners, our Black authors. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and my man Fred is is both of those. You know, so make sure that you know he got he got a wife, he got a mouth, he got mouths to feed. You know, so yes, y'all sir. make sure y'all support my man. And uh, we're gonna continue to uh, bring y'all great content, man. This is the Sabbath Sneaker Podcast. On behalf of myself, Patience. On behalf of my co-host Mike and our special guest. Fred Bussy for the day, man. We just want to say we love y'all. And remember the best sneakers are your Sabbath sneakers, man. Till the next time, peace and love, One. man. We out.